Hello, everyone. Today's devotion comes out of Proverbs chapter 27, and it is verses 7 through 10, which answers this question, um, where do I go or where should I go to satisfy the hungers that I face in this life? We're going to look at one verse at a time and then a brief summary at the end. Verse 7, one who is full loathes honey. But to one who is hungry, everything bitter is sweet. So Solomon's surely talking about hunger here, right? In some context. So one person's full, the other's hungry. Uh, so first I'm thinking that Solomon is counting honey as something that is good, right? Um, and, and But if you're already full, then it tastes horrible because, you know, you're stuffed full already. But if you're hungry, then not only is honey sweet, but anything you could eat would be good, right? You would consider it good anyway. So I think he's using this as a metaphor. Uh, and honey is like the price, right? You might say something we can look forward to, delight in. It's the best thing. <laughs> it's delightfully sweet. And, uh, and we know it's full of nourishments of all different kinds. I mean, there's a lot of cool facts about honey. And all, all its benefits, you could uh, do some uh, an internet search on that and find out some of those things. So it's a great gift from God, and it makes <laughs> a wonderful dessert, right? Better than your typical candy bar. But if we're already stuffed full of other stuff, bad, greasy food, or, uh, you know, we might, might even be stuffed with good food, right? The point is that if we're already stuffed... Uh, then we are going to miss out on what is the best. And I think Solomon is is kind of holding honey out to be the best thing. And so if we're full of other things, we miss out on what's best. All right. The application is pretty clear, I think. It's easy to fill our life up with all kind of stuff, junk, even good things, right? Things that have a, a, a potential to benefit ourselves and others. Um, we can take it all in, but if we don't have room throughout the day for what is the sweetest and the most nourishing thing in the universe, and that's delighting in God and His Word and prayer and Jesus, our treasure, uh, even time with our family in the Lord, right? If we put those things last, we're already stuffed full and we don't have time for them. In a sense, they're detestable to us, right? And the thing that brings us on may be the fact that our, our soul is actually hungry. And, and we see the world as the answer, our job and, and the things we do. And we fill our lives up trying to satisfy our hunger instead of sweetening our soul with the best thing, with Jesus. All right? <laughs> so that's, that's verse 7. And I think the other verses go right along with this. Uh, verse 8 um, like a bird that strays from its nest is a man who strays from his home. And so, uh, in a sense, I guess this, this man has a, a hunger sickness as well, and it drives him away from his family. He goes off into the world seeking for satisfaction. It drives him away from his home. And, and uh, you know, all the things that bring him a stability and joy and everything that's good and nourishing in his home. He leaves all that sweetness 
And instead, because he didn't take it in, he went out and tried to satisfy himself in the world. <laughs> and, and so, you know, Jesus is best, right? That's the application. Fill yourself with his sweetness. If you know Christ, then he is your home, right? Take his mercy and his grace. Um, don't go to the world. Okay, verse 9. Uh, oil and, and perfume make the heart glad. And the sweetness of a friend comes from his earnest counsel. So how does this go along with what we're saying? I, I think the sweetness of a friend is, is good. It's like the sweetness of, of honey. It's, it's nourishment to our soul. And it's, it's like the safety that comes from being close to home in verse 8. I mean, look, we don't go to the world looking for not only satisfaction, but also counsel, right? Um, discern what's good. Discern who is a good godly friend and who can provide that, that sweetness and, and sincerity and honesty into your life. Don't go to the world. Don't fill up on the junk counsel of the world so that you wind up loathing what is good. You know, we all need help, right? We not, and we all need accountability. It's not found in the ways of the world. And, and like this perfume that Solomon is talking about here, or maybe comparably like uh, those scented wax candles that we melt and it changes the atmosphere in your home. So, so our friends, good godly counsel and friendship can encourage or, or lighten our, our, our soul and our spirit, uh, bring nourishment to our, our hearts, right? And even at the root of that, I think the, the best godly counsel, of course, comes from God himself. And it comes from his word. He is the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. And so all these verses are taking us back to God. Here's the last verse in today's passage. Um, verse 10 do not forsake your friend and your father's friend, and do not go to your brother's house in the day of your calamity. Better is a neighbor who is near than a brother who is far away. You know, when a friend or a family friend goes through troubles, that's kind of a hunger too, I think. I mean, it's, it's like a food that we need it's a, it's a hunger for help, right? And the thing is, Solomon says, don't abandon them in, in their trouble. Be there. Be the encourager they need. Give them counsel. Provide for them. Give them the nourishment they need. Be the sweet honey that they need to boost uh, their faith. And in the same way, you go to them when you yourself need um, counsel. Go to the friends that have been your confidant for so long. Those who, who have walked with you down life's journey at your side. Good accountability is the definition of good relationship. I mean, and we should learn uh, not only to be good givers, but also to be good receivers of grace from one another. Don't let pride enter, enter into your relationships. It'll ruin them. It'll bring them down. We need one another's support. And I think that's 
how God designed it. Remember the two greatest commandments, love the Lord with your all and your neighbor as yourself, right? But if you go to a brother or an acquaintance, even that's far away, and you only go to them when you need something from them, I don't think that fits the definition of, you know, love your neighbor as your self-relationship that's uh, one that's beneficial uh, to you and to those who God's sovereignty has placed in your daily um, connecting world, right? So I think Solomon has given us some good godly counsel for dealing with hungers that life brings our way. And the biggest and the most important hunger of all, of course, is the hunger of the soul. I think it was C.S. Lewis who said, um, if I find in myself a desire which no experience in this world can satisfy, so that's a hunger, right? Then he goes on to say, the most probable explanation is that I was made for another world. <laughs> and in John 635, Jesus kind of answered the same question we're talking about. He said this, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger. And in John 737, he said this, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. And then one more, Psalms 119, 103. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Father God, thank you for the um, satisfaction and the joy and the nourishment and the sweetness that comes only through your son, Jesus Christ, who lived a perfect life, and died a sinner's death, the death we deserve. And he rose from the grave and he gives his um, the same resurrection power to all who delight and hope and believe in him. God gives that to, to us so that we might be overcomers also of sin in this life uh, to, when we walk with him and that he might raise us up incorruptible to be with him forever, Father. I thank you for the word of God, your word, Father, that uh, brings satisfaction to our hearts. Father, help us to hunger and to seek uh, satisfaction from your word instead of the world. We love you. Thank you for this great gift. In Jesus' name, amen.